The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Just in case you've not gotten the memo yet, the strategy for this year-end season is prayer and praise. That's what we've themed these remaining meetings. And if you are really interested in finishing the year well and finishing the year strong and starting the new year strong by the grace of Almighty God, this should be what you are doing now. You are praying with every waking moment you can find. You are just locked in, in prayer with God. Prayer is communion with God. And you are doing it effectively or effectually. You are not just praying for religious sake, um, for religion's sake. You are not just praying because ah, at the end of the year is the right thing to do. You are using prayer and praise effectually and effectively to help you to finish well. Hallelujah. To put you in that place where you can receive all that heaven has in store for you. Every good gift and every perfect gift that God has in store for you. That is the strategy. Every season should have a strategy. That's the plan. And that's what you should be doing. Not just when you come to church. I mean, we'll do it in church to show you how to do it, to encourage you to do it, to inspire you to do it, to motivate you to do it. But that's how far we can go with church. We can't live with you. Church is like a petrol station. Your car does not live in the petrol station. You come there, and when I say church, I mean church service like this. You fill up. You get sparked up again. You get renewed and refired. And then you hit the road of life. <laughs> Praise God. And I'm telling you by the Spirit of the Lord again this morning, that's what you should be doing this year end and New Year season. Prayer and praise. And you should do it effectually. Somebody say, that's my strategy for this season. Come on, say it like you understand what I'm saying. That's my strategy for this season. Adopt it. You should look at your days and your weeks as the day is coming to an end, as the week is coming to an end, and you should know that you have been in that place of prayer and in that place of praise, and you have seen the effect in your life. You've seen the blessings that come from it, the refreshing that comes from it. The testimonies that come from it, the goodness of the Lord in your life that come from it, the direction that comes from God when you are in communion with him. Ah, someone says, Pastor, I'm not explaining that. Then you should go into it more. This thing we are teaching you and showing you and demonstrating for you to do when you come to church and when we have meetings, simple things, simple Every child should be able to talk to their parents, their father. How many children of God are in the house this morning? Hallelujah. 
and you should be able to praise him, to magnify him. So that's what we're going to do again this morning. And I hope you came with your garment of praise. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Hallelujah. And even those of you streaming from home, I hope you are ready to pray. First of all, not just to praise. Prayer and praise is effectual prayer. Effectual, fervent prayer and praise. You should do it fervently. You should do it with passion. Praise God. You should do it from the depths of your heart. I don't think we need to be spending a lot of time trying to teach or convince anybody to, to invest time in prayer and praise. But because of the limited time we have, three things I want you to focus on when you pray and when you praise. For it to be effectual. Praise God. For it to be effectual. For you to see the goodness of God, the blessing of God, the promises of God manifested. What makes praying and praising God effectual, effective? What makes it to work? And it will work for you in Jesus' name. Number one, focus on the promises. Focus on the promises. The promises. And I'm talking about the promises of God. Many people are focused on their problem. Even while they are praying. Focus on the mountain before them. Focus on the challenge. You've got to learn to take your eyes off everything else and focus on God. In the songs and the words you are speaking, let them direct your heart, your mind to God and the promises of God. Focus on his promises. Because of time, Second Kings chapter 6, very familiar story. If you start from um, the beginning, the king of Syria was baffled that he just found out that any prayer or strategy he comes up with, when he gets to the battlefront, somebody will have informed the army of Israel. So he thought he had a traitor in his midst. As someone said, no, you don't have a traitor in your midst. There's a prophet in, 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 the, in Israel. And everything you are planning in your bedroom, where there's nobody with you, the strategy you keep to yourself, God reveals it to him. So, and he tells the king of Israel. So he sent his army to come and arrest Elisha. And they came to the city where Elisha was. And Elisha's assistant came out, went to the mountain, and he saw the host of the army of, of, of Syria all over the city just to come and arrest him. And of course, he was afraid. And Elisha told him, praise God. Glory be to God. Verse 16. Pick it up from there. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 16. Do not fear. I want to say that to somebody under the sound of my voice this morning. No matter what is against you. Glory be to God. No matter the challenges that are before you. No matter the problems that have plagued your life. Do not fear. For those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Hallelujah. Do not fear. And then look at it, verse 17. Elisha prayed. And notice the prayer was for his assistant. And he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Hallelujah. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. 
May God open the eyes of every young man and every young woman under the sound of my voice this morning. I mean, someone that has not yet learned this and matured in this thing spiritually, because that's, it's a state of your spiritual maturity. Where you can be faced with a problem and the problem is more real to you than your God. Or, I will come to that in a moment, than the promises of your God. I'm talking about the first point first now. It's, it's just a sign of spiritual immaturity. You are young, you're a child, you're a babe. That's what it means. And we are praying. And that may be what you should pray about this morning. That Lord help me to grow and to be like Elisha was. It's not that the, mount, the problem wasn't there. The, the armies were still there. But Elisha was not afraid. Why? Because his focus was not on the army of Syria. As intimidating as that can be. I mean, there are some financial problems you run to. It's very intimidating. There are some health problems you can be faced with. It's very intimidating. There are some economic challenges that can besiege your world. That can be very intimidating. But you should grow to the point where you are not focused on the Syrian army that is encamped around you. You are focused on the promise of God. What was the promise? Those that are for me are more than those that are with them or those that are against me. God opened the young man's eyes and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now watch this very carefully. I've mentioned this to us very, very many times when I teach from this text. The Bible did not tell us. Please, if you miss this, you've missed the crux of the message. So open your eyes and shine your eyes and hear me very well this morning. The Bible did not tell us Elisha saw those horses. I don't need to see angels to believe in them. That's not what the Bible told us. Elisha didn't say, God, open my eyes to see them. Elisha believed they were there. He didn't need to see them. And he had grown to that place where he believed the promise of God that the angel of the Lord encamps around the righteous like mountains around Jerusalem. Hallelujah. That's what to do when you are praying and praising. You don't focus on the problem. For it to be factual, though, some people pray and never see any results. That will never be your story in Jesus' name. Learn to focus on the promises. I'm saying this specifically for a reason this moment. Because the next thing you've got to learn to do is to focus on the promiser. The promises just don't show up. Somebody gave us the promise. That's the second point. In the place of praying, and as you are praying this morning, and as you are praising this morning, don't focus on the Syrian army around you, and you can apply that to whatever challenges you are facing in your own life. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? Number one, focus on the promise God has given you concerning that situation. Elisha picked that promise. The angels that are around me are more than the demons that are trying to afflict me. The healing I have and health I have from God is more than the sickness that is attacking my body. And I don't need to see his promises. I don't need to see it. I just need to believe it. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout, I believe this morning. Then you focus on the promiser. You focus on God. In the place of prayer and praise, for it to be effectual, focus on God. Hebrews chapter 12. 
Please put it up on the board for me. Let's start reading from verse 1. In a way, it connects to what Elisha was telling that servant there. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we are never alone in this world. Somebody needs to grow up and mature to that truth. No matter the Syrian army that has encamped around your life, you are not in that problem alone. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with you. And not just God, the cloud of witnesses are there with you, cheering you on. You have come to Mount Zion, to an innumerable company of angels, to the company of just men made perfect. There are people that have walked through what you, have wa- what you are walking through now that are saying, hey, Pastor T, you can make it. I've been there before. Me too, I've suffered barrenness before. We have a cloud of witnesses. People that we read their stories about in scriptures that went through the economic challenges you are going through, went through the family challenges you are going through, went through even worse than what you are going through. Nobody I know living on this earth has gone through a tenth of what Job went through, through in the Bible. And the Bible says Job is, is sharing you on. The angels are there. The cloud of witnesses are there. People that God helped in their day. Oh, hallelujah. So he now told us, let us lay aside every weight. I mean, there's so much we can unpack from this text. But what way I'm going this morning? I'm talking about the promiser. Lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2 is really my focus. Looking unto Jesus. We are not looking at the problem. We are not looking at the mountain. We are not looking at the difficulty. We are not looking at the pain. We are not focusing on the wrong things. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I'm looking unto Jesus. Now watch how we describe him here. The author and finisher of our faith. That's another beautiful poetic way of saying the Alpha and Omega. The person that began the author. The one that thought about the story of my life and penned the story of my life. He wrote everything. The page of every day. What I'm going to go through every season of my life. He is the author of my life. The devil is not the author of my life. He has no right to tell me what I should go through on this face, on the face of this earth. Jesus is the author of my faith. He is the author of my life. And not just the author, the finisher. What he has said, what he has written, what he has promised about my life. He will perfect it and complete it and bring it to pass. Oh, hallelujah. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to encourage you and assure you. If he thought about it for you, he said, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and expected end. He will perfect it. He will finish it. Glory be to God. The promises will soon become manifestations. And the manifestations will be established and perfected in your life. So you focus on the promiser. Hallelujah. 
You focus on the promiser. Rise on your feet this morning. I will give you the third one as we go on. HOP, please come up. I need people that will focus on God this morning. For the hour has come that God seeks those people that will worship him in spirit and in truth. People that will not be distracted. You may have come into this service distracted. All through this month, you may have been distracted. All through this year, because of the things that have happened or have not happened, you may have been distracted. These two keys I've given you, you have not yet practiced this as you ought to. Focusing on the promise of God, those that are for me are more than those that are against me. And focusing on the author and finisher of your faith, the promiser. Lift your hands wherever you are this morning. Whether you are in this auditorium with us or you are streaming from home or wherever you may be, lift those hands. I want you to focus on Jesus. Focus on him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Kena mashanda gato yakala. Oh, yala basa. Begin to magnify him. Begin to magnify him. Begin to praise him this morning. Oh, Shantakaya la Pasa, lay aside every weight, <laughs> lay aside every distraction, everything that is making you to be afraid or to feel afraid, everything that is making you to worry. Oh, Shataya de Boso, edit everything that is making you anxious, lay everything aside right now. Like that songwriter said, let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take your place. I like to sing it this way. Let every other thing, every other thing, every other thing, every weight and every sin, let them fade away. Jesus, Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, the alpha and the omega of my life, the one that started my life with me and the one that will finish it with me and the one that has kept me all through the middle. I focus on him and him alone right now and I praise him this morning. I worship him today. I magnify him. I extol him. I lay every other thing aside. Come on, do that right now. This is what to do in the place of prayer and in the place of praise for it to be effectual. Focus on the promises of God. Focus on that healing promise if you need a healing in your body. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Focus on the restoration promise of God for your marriage, for your family, for your job. If that's what you are trusting Him for, don't focus on the losses. Oh, don't focus on the things the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar worm has taken. Don't focus on the years you have lost. Don't focus on the sorrow. Don't focus on the pain. Focus on the promise. I will restore. I will restore everything that has been stolen. Everything that has been taken. I will restore. Focus on his promise. And praise him because of the promise. And focus on him. That gave you the promise. Come on, let's praise and magnify him this morning. Oh, Lord, we just want to put your focus on Jesus this morning. 
Open up your heart to him. Atmosphere is changing and nothing stays the same. Heaven is waiting for the mention of the name. The spirit is moving, burning like a flame, healing the broken when we proclaim. So raise it up, fill the sky, oh, chains will fall, mountains move, will lift you high. I speak the name, the name above all the names, I speak the name, the name, the wind and waves.
Come on, lift those beautiful hands to God this morning. Just wave them, wave them, wave those hands, wave those hands. Lord, we ask that you come down here in the midst of God and fill our hearts with your presence, Holy Spirit. We ask for your presence. Come on, overwhelm our hearts, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you welcome.
We await the promise to come. <laughs> Every word that you've spoken will come to pass. Let it be done. Let it be done. We receive. We receive.
We need your presence, God. Your manifest presence. Your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let it be done.
Somebody lift their hands as high as you can in the house this morning. Give God all the praise. Give him all the glory. Give him all your worship. Give him all your adoration right now. Come on, lift your hands as high as you can. That's a sign of surrender. As a sign of confidence in him. As a sign of trust in him. We bless you, Lord. We praise you now. Oh, come on, lift your hands and give it a Listen, Second Chronicles chapter 20, the Bible recorded the story of King Jehoshaphat and how certain nations that were stronger than him, talking about the army of Israel that he had, came, ganged up together and came to attack them. And of course, they were afraid. They had every natural reason to be afraid. A battle was before them that seemed stronger than them in the natural. And I can feel people in this house this morning. There are things that are in your life right now that seem stronger than you. Some of you, it's in your health. Some of you, it's your marriage. It may be a wayward child or children. Some of it may be financial. It may be because of your job, your business. For some people, it's even spiritual. You can't even put your finger on where the problem is coming from. And of course, without a doubt, for many people all over the world today, the effects of this ongoing global pandemic, the pandemic in itself for certain nations, and the entire world, the economic fallout of it, there are things that have come against people. Making you afraid at night, intimidated. But then the word of the Lord came to them. And you are not going to need to fight in this battle. As they were praying and seeking God's faith, you are not going to need to fight. Get praisers to go ahead of the army. Stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. And if you are not familiar with the story, Second Chronicles chapter 20, guaranteed at home, God showed up for them. God fought the battles for them. God defeated the enemies that were stronger than them for them. And they ended up with great spoil and victory and riches at the end of the day. Oh, hallelujah. 
in case you don't know, child of God, this is how we fight our battles in this kingdom. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Praise God. We spend some time praising. Now you're going to take just a few minutes to pray. Every challenge that has besieged your life, anything you can put your finger on right now, that if only God can just turn this thing around for me, I will finish this year well. If God can just show me victory in this area, hallelujah. Can I get a witness in the house? What happened to my first hour? Did somebody pick it for me? Oh, all right. Please, protocol, let me bring it. Glory be to God. Will you open your mouth and begin to pray the best way you can this morning? If you can mention... Mention it right now. Mention it. Mention it. Mention it. Mention it right now. If it's concerning your health, God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you. God is in your corner. God has your back. You are not alone. Those that are for you are more than those that have come against you. This is how to fight. This is how to fight. This is how to win victories. This is how to win battles. This is how to win wars. In the place of prayer and in the place of praise. Focusing on the promises of God. And focusing on the God that gave the promise. The promiser. God is fighting for us. He is pushing back the darkness. He is lighting up the kingdom for us. In the name of Jesus, our enemies are defeated. Open your mouth and pray. You have just a few minutes. Pray with your eyes fixed on the promise of God to heal your sick body, to provide for your every need, to open doors for you, to lift up your head, to strengthen you when you are weak, to surround you with favor. Pray with the promises of God as your focus and pray with your eyes on the promiser. Not looking at the mountain, not looking at the trouble, not focused on the challenges, but focused on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Open your mouth and pray. This is how I fight my battles. Yes, this, this is, is how, how I fight my battles. This is 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 how I fight my this is how I fight my battles. 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 
some of you, the problems are coming in on every side. So God gave me a word. You're going to sing it like this this morning. Oh, this is how I fight my battles. And this is how I win my wars. This is how I fight my battles. And this is how I win my wars. This is how I fight my battles. You've been fighting this is how I win my wars.
I just stand in the place of prayer and praise. <laughs> and I see God fight battles for me and win wars for me. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by Him. It may look like I'm defeated, but I'm surrounded by Him. It may look like I don't have a way out, but I'm surrounded by Him. This is how I fight my battles, and this is how I win my wars. Hallelujah. And this is how I finish well. <laughs> oh, I wish we had more time. Come on, lift your hands, give him praise. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory. Please bring back my pulpit. Come on, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. But I'm surrounded by you. Oh, Shana Alababa. Please be seated in God's presence. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.